energy hygiene for me is protection and self-care. It's so much about putting on your, we talk about this all the time, right? Like putting on our oxygen mask first before we help someone else. So energy hygiene has this beautiful way of, hey, I'm actually taking care of me. I'm being a steward of myself, of my space, of this work, and then also taking care of you as well. So there's all these layers of care in energy hygiene. I want you to really think of it as like, it's the self-care, it's the protection, it's the boundaries, it's everything you're doing to really care for and, and steward energetic and intuitive work. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Okay, we have a treat of treats for the spiritual bestie in the house today. One of my dear friends, Paige Kane, is on the pod. And I think this is going to be a very juicy episode, especially uh, for this time of year. Paige is a shaman, and that is how I met her through our shamanic school, Volva, psychic, intuitive, and spiritual mentor. Paige left corporate hospitality and customer service where she was working over 60 hours a week, yikes, to pursue intuitive and energetic work, which over time led to the creation of her business, Feed Your Intuition. Now she helps humans from all walks of life to see themselves and understand who they are at their core, and finally get that clarity they've been searching for. She firmly believes that with a little bit of intuition and guidance, we can all find fulfillment in our lives. And I am personally so excited to have her on, because I think Paige is one of the sweetest, most grounded, but also high-vibe souls I have ever met. So welcome to the podcast, Paige. So happy to have you here. Thank you. It's so fun to listen to the introduction. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. It's amazing. And I'm just excited to talk. And thank you for saying I'm grounded. I was like, oh, I better really know my astrology chart really well, like getting on here. And I was like, damn, I have so many Capricorn placements. So grounding energy makes sense. (laughs) It's why I love you. I don't know if it's from one of our practices we did at school or something, but I literally just like see you as like, Yep, Paige is just a human crystal. Um, so <laughs> I think you're so grounding and you offer such beautiful wisdom, but like a crystal, you're so plugged into like the higher frequencies, but you do such a good job of bringing it down to earth. So let's have you talk in your words a little bit about like what you do, what, you know, how do you explain what you do to people? And then we'll talk about your twisty, turny road to get here. Yeah, so... Like you said, I am a psychic, intuitive, shaman, medium, and I really work oftentimes with clients one-on-one doing energetic healing work. I do tons and tons of readings. That's where my business started, and that was like my first kind of step into doing 
intuitive and energetic practices. So I do tons of readings with clients. I've been doing readings for almost like, I think like six years now, which seems wild to me. And also I've stepped into more of a mentorship role as well, teaching others how to utilize intuitive and energetic practices, whether that be in their personal life with clients or also as a business owner. A lot of the tools that I utilize, my clients utilize, I'm sure that you utilize can actually be done in tandem with businesses we're growing and developing as well. So that's what I do without going into like a full like 20 minute story, (laughs) as I'm sure we could. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, actually, I have to ask you, what is the vulva in your bio? What is that? So a vulva is a Norse shaman. So over the last, I want to say about a year now, I've been studying Norse shamanism. And that's the term for a female Norse shaman. They use the word vulva, which I think is so empowering and so fantastic and such fantastic language. So it's a different style of shamanism than you and I have taken part in. It's really heavy in mediumship, in prophetic work, Mm. in a lot of divination, a lot of magic. You have a lot of deep connection to the Norse pantheon of gods, which means you're looking at like people like Thor and Loki and Freya and Odin. Mm. And it's just really fantastic, totally different work from the first style or the first type of shamanism I was trained in. Mm, okay, well, I'm happy you bringing that up. This has been coming up a lot for me about like Norse, everything, mythology, shamanism, who keeps coming up. So I'm like, mm, interesting. Okay, we'll put a pin in that for later. I mean, might have to have you back to just talk about that because I do know some people who have been asking me about that very specifically. Let's rewind a little bit. And I know like when I met you, you were in school for nutrition and how did you get here? How did you arrive to yeah, doing these readings and making this what it sounds like your full-time work? Can you walk us through that journey a little bit? I'll kind of take us back to age 26. It was my Saturn return, which I'm sure your community is very familiar with mm-hmm. what that is. <laughs> so I had hit my Saturn return at the time I was living in LA and working in hospitality and customer service And like you said, I was working these like 60 hours a week. Oftentimes, I was working six days a week. I was going home, taking my work with me. And I had a couple of really big moments where I remember at one point, one of my bosses at one of my jobs told me that she was happy that her husband and kids were out of town so she could stay at work longer. And I thought, oh my God, is that the future for me. Like, that is not what I want. And then I'm like, wait, that's not the point of working. And then at some point I traveled. And after I traveled, I really was exposed to slower paces of living and people who were so family oriented. And I thought, why am I working in LA far away from my family, working 60 hours a week and not really experiencing any of the joys of life outside of work? I mean, I was, but you're exhausted. So I decided to quit my job and move back home. So at 26, I moved in with my parents. They had like my childhood stuffed animals sitting on the bed (laughs) with a sign that said, welcome home, Paige. It was (laughs) was so cute. It was very much my dad. He had like 
printed out like a word art, you know, document and set it on my bed. So I moved home and I really had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Hmm. And it really took some time. I did some part-time jobs. I sold what I call like black stretchy yoga pants in retail stores for a while. And it was really nice to have a job where I could be there, do my shift and then leave. And as I was working, I was slowly exposed to people who I feel like were my almost like my little guardian angels who were like, Paige, what are you really going to do with your life? Hmm. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I'm really into this. I think I like wellness. So that's how I ended up when you and I met. I had started to get my master's degree in nutrition and functional medicine. So I decided to step into doing that and Mm -hmm. continue to work part-time. And that's when shaman school came in. I met one of our mentors, Colleen, through listening to her on a podcast, a couple of different podcasts. I heard her and I was like, I need to book a reading with this woman. And I think I'm like her. I think I sent her this literally an email that's said like, am I crazy or am I a healer <laughs> in the subject line? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need a session with you now. So I ended up booking with Colleen and she pulled a crystal during our reading that was shaman courts. And she was like, are you thinking about shaman school? And I was like, yeah. I have been, but I don't know what that means. I don't really even understand why I'm drawn to this. And then long story short, during my master's, I ended up at shaman school with you and so many amazing other practitioners. I was the baby of the group. And I remember like meeting you and so many of our IU mates and just thinking like, wow, I can't wait to be like these powerful practitioners one day. And from there, I feel like after the first weekend of shaman school, I had clients who I was taking for free to practice on right away. So everything just started really going from there. Mm, I love that. Okay. So clear, so relatable. And I'm sure Colleen has a whole folder on her email (laughs) inbox of that similar subject line. And, you know, I forgot to ask you in the beginning, but can you tell everyone your big three? Oh, yeah. So I'm a cap sun and then cancer moon and cancer rising. I love that because the story of, again, like we talk about our ascendant is what's sort of helping us rise or be attracted or motivated to shift into the next level of ourself. And our, our moon is our ultimate like why and what we need and what we desire. It really helps us shape our unique definition of success. So I love that the trigger moment for you, the like light bulb moment was like, Someone is happy their family's gone so they can work. <laughs> and then you're watching other cultures that, in like these words, use like family oriented. And even you decided to go move back to your home and be with your family. It all just, to me, so much speaks of all like the beautiful cancer energy, which is so, makes so much sense for you because you're a Capricorn, but you do have, like I said, this like softness and the sweetness, and you're so connected to like the etheric realm. I'm also a Cancer rising, so I, I relate to everything you're saying about like everything. This makes so much sense why I, I connect with you so much. Okay, <laughs> so now we're here and you're just absolutely crushing it. I have actually gotten to meet a lot of your amazing students and clients have found me. Shout out to Audrey Whalen, who <laughs> like, I feel like you attract really bubbly and amazing people. 
And I know that you obviously help a lot of people who are also like in the business space, entrepreneurs. Yeah, I end up working with a ton of entrepreneurs. And I think that's because a lot of my spiritual awakening or spiritual journey has happened in tandem with entrepreneurship. Mm, So interesting. I always feel like that. I always feel like business or entrepreneurship is such a like its own spiritual path you walk on and it like really I don't know which comes first but it's like they're mutually awakening you like your business is awakening your spirituality your spirituality is like fueling your business like can you tell people a little bit of like what that means like what you help people with in that entrepreneurial or like business space as it relates to energy and intuition I want to say like the biggest thing I help people with first is really connecting with their intuition. So really being able to recognize how intuition is showing up for you specifically, because it is so incredibly different for everyone. And having that trust in your intuition, it's going to make, I mean, not only business decisions, but life just happens so much faster for me when I'm in in touch with my intuition and I'm able to connect with it and ask it questions. It saves me time. It saves me space. It also puts me in this like beautiful pocket of time where I can really decide on, hey, is this something I want to go after? Is this something I need to try? Is this something where I need to put a foot into? So one really big thing is that intuitive development and learning to recognize what are your intuitive gifts because we all have them. They can all be strengthened. They can all be developed. And my intuitive gifts are different than yours, are different than so many of my clients. And I feel like for so many people, when they learn like, oh, I'm claircognizant or, oh, I'm clairvoyant or I'm clairaudient, so many things click for them. And then they can begin to operate from that viewpoint or having that level of perception sort of open and widen for them. I know I just kind of went off on a long tangent, but that's, I feel like one really big thing I do. And and so many people come to me saying, hey, I really want to develop my intuition and develop this deeper trust in myself. Mm, Beautiful. And then just in case anybody here is new or like a first time listener just tuning in, would you actually mind reminding everyone what the different clairs are and what that means? Yeah, let me see if I can nail all 10. So intuition comes to us like the human senses, right? So we have sense of touch. We get taught them when we're little, like first, second grade, kindergarten, touch, smell, taste, hearing, sight, right? Feeling. Your intuitive senses are very much the same. Or I also compare them to learning styles, right? Some of us understand that we're visual learners. Some of us know that we like to experience and feel things. Some of us are going to be really great at writing or, oh, I love to read a book to gain information, right? So think of your intuitive senses, which are called clairs, or I refer to them a lot as the clair senses, as those extrasensory perceptions. So extrasensory senses, like they're the ones that are very much there, but we're not necessarily taught in kindergarten. So that's like the quick explanation (laughs) of what they are. And then I'm up to 10 and I'm going to make sure I get them all. So the really common ones we hear about, common clear senses, and then the word clear means clear. Mm. So clear and then 
it usually has a word following that. So clairvoyant, you think voyance, like voyeur, sight, right? Seeing. Mm -hmm. So clairvoyant being one, clear seeing. Those are my people who are really visual or you get into a guided visual meditation. You're like, oh, I can just see all this stuff happening. We have clear knowing, which is clear cognizance, your intuition living in your mind. Mm. We have clear audience, clear hearing. We have clairsentience, which is clear feeling. So you feel things viscerally in your body. This one is often accompanied by clear empathy, which is the knowing of someone else's feelings. So I separate out clairsentience and clear empathy. Sometimes they're kind of rolled together, just depending on where you do your research, you're reading about this kind of stuff. But I know people who are clairsentient can feel things, but aren't necessarily associating them with an emotion, which in my mind is more so clear empathy. So I'm at six so far. We have clear tangency, or I've heard this called like clear kinesthetic or clear tactile. This is like if you think about Tyler Henry, the medium, if you've ever seen his show, he touches things and receives intuitive information. So there's people who receive intuitive information through touch. And then we have, oh, maybe I have more than 10. So then I have eloquence, which is you just have this beautiful way of putting words together. So it's like you are able to create songs or poetry that's really, really channeled and intuitively downloaded. Audrey, who you're talking about earlier, I'm sure she won't mind me shouting her out. Very eloquent, right? Mm, These are oh, like yes. people who are, are like amazing speakers or copywriters. We also have persuasion too. So clear persuasion are people who have this ability to persuade you or to negotiate or this ease in which to navigate things. And then some of my other favorite ones are clear aliens, which is clear smelling. And so that means you literally are smelling intuitive information. I see this a lot with people who have passed on loved ones. Like I, my dad and I smell my grandma a lot of the times who's passed on. And then the last one being Claire Gustin's clear tasting, which I always think is kind of bizarre, but I can attest it's happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get a random taste in your mouth. And I think those are all of them. So those are all the different types of intuition you can have. And I want to say that these aren't like mutually exclusive. Like I'm only clear cognizant. That's the only way intuitive information is going to come in. A lot of the times you are going to get intuitive information coming in and being affirmed in multiple ways. You may have something like where you have a leading clear, you have a main clear that you lead into. So a main sense, intuitive sense you lead into, but you're also going to have other ones that are working as well. Mm, beautiful, beautiful description. Again, so clear and grounded with your communication. I love that. And yes, Audrey, I always call her word witch because I'm like, oh, just the other way you weave words so that would make sense that she has that. And the Claire Gustians, I always call it Claire Gustians, and I don't know why. It's so goofy. I only had that happen one time, but I was walking down the street and I got the most vivid, crisp taste of ocean spray cranberry juice. I never drink that. And my grandpa used to give that to me when he babysat me. And I had such like a washing over feeling of like his energy. But I was laughing because that doesn't happen a lot to me. But the one time it happened, I'll never forget it. It was so vivid. But again, these are things that are helpful to know or else you're like, am I crazy? <laughs> was something happening in my brain? Like, why did I just literally taste ocean spray cranberry juice? So 
I guess knowing all those clairs and knowing that, again, full permission to blend them or to really lean in and trust that like everyone's intuition isn't the same. And I'd like your analogy to the learning style because I always think that way too. Like I'm not very clear audience, which makes sense because I'm not a very, I have to learn, like I'm not I'm just, I can't just listen to something and learn it. I'm like, we have to like, write it and do it and speak on it. So is there something that you recommend if someone's like, okay, I think I have one of these clairs or multiple. Is there like a practice or a tool or a next step that you, I know it's a a general question, but that you would encourage someone to take from there? If you want to develop these senses or play with them more, divination, so like drawing cards, drawing oracle cards, tarot cards, Lenormand, whatever it is that you work with, I think is really powerful because they're going to prompt you. And then from there, you can tap in to see how is the intuitive information coming in for me. And being someone who just loves readings in general, that's the first thing I think of. (laughs) But then also a guided meditation can be really powerful to play with all of your clear senses or some of the main ones. So you go through the guided meditation once and see what you can visualize. Then you go through it again And just see if anything comes through, like just any pieces of information. Don't pay so much attention to the visuals. That would help your claircognizance. Or you can listen to a guided meditation and focus on what you're feeling in your body, and that would help you refine your clairsentience. There's a couple different ways that you can develop and play with these intuitive senses more. And I'm also such a big advocate of getting into those spaces where intuition seems seamless, right? So when you're in the shower and you answer that you've been searching for all week or you're on the run or you're on the walk and you're like, dang, like that was the thing. That's actually what I needed to do. That's where I needed to go. Take a second when you have those big ahas, when you're in those places of such ease to start observing, well, wait, how did that information come in? Did I see myself doing it? Did I just know that's what I needed to do? Or their word, was there a really standout word that came to me, right? So where your intuition is automatically coming in already, and we all have those moments. I think running, shower, walk are some of the biggest ones for people. Yoga, I think a lot of bodily movement helps people. Start to listen and observe when you're in those spaces as well. And just, hey, oh, I had this this beautiful download, but how, how did it come in? I love that. It's such a good way of like working backwards because it also reminds people that you're always having intuitive downloads or you've had them before, but just by figuring out again, yeah, like how it comes to you, how that, what that language is. I like that. And obviously I'm a huge fan of working with divination, especially through cards. I feel like that was what helped me really cross that bridge of trusting my intuition because I would feel something you kind of know, but there's something about doing a reading or seeing things in black and white or doing a reading for someone. And you're like, I don't know why this card is telling me to tell you this, but I tell it to you. And someone's like, yeah, wow, that's really like spot on to me. Like that's such a tool, especially if you're like very watery or airy in your chart. I find that it's like something to kind of ground all that information can really help. Right. And do you have like, I guess this is a personal question that I want to know. Do you have a favorite like deck of the moment you're working with or two? I have been working with the Rose Oracle from Rebecca Campbell. Her like newest deck is one of the ones I really like right now. The Animal Apothecary, if no one's ever seen that deck, I can't remember where I found it, but it's 
gorgeous and such a good animal deck, but at the same time has really powerful messages. I also love the Minimalist Oracle. I love that deck. It's super simple. And the guidebook is really simple. So it's really great if you're, I give it to clients a lot because it's awesome for if you're really learning to create your own messages outside of what's in the guidebook. It can be really powerful for that because the symbolism is simple. There's just one word and then the guidebook doesn't go like way, way, way deep into a story. So that would be a great one too. Those are just some off the top of my head, but I'm I'm always cruising, looking for new decks. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's awesome. I don't know if that's like, again, chicken and egg. Like, did we, were we drawn to being in the same IU in the same <laughs> shamanic class because we all loved cards so much? Or did like kind of that experience was so centered around cards? Like, I always love them. And I think at one point, like almost during COVID, I was like, okay, I gotta like not buy cards for like a year because I have so many. And then people were gifting them to me, but I love them. They really are. And there's some decks I use like every day. But then there's sometimes where you're just like, oh, I want a little new, fresh inspiration, fresh, like part of my intuition, my brain being like lit up. And so I, I love getting deck recommendations. And thank you for reminding me because I don't have the minimalist deck, but I do love that one when I see it. Okay, so kind of not shifting gears, but a little bit, but I think on the same path, I saw you post recently about energy hygiene. And I think about this with you a lot. And I don't know if it's because you are, to me, someone who, I guess it's your Capricorn cancer in your chart. Like you have so much Capricorn, but then you have this like really strong cancer right across the way. So, you know, you're a full moon baby like me. So you really are here to like investigate the opposites, but see like the alchemy in them. And I think about you are so grounded and you bring so much integrity, which is like a very Capricorn key word to the space of spirituality, intuition, energy work, healing, space holding. Like to me, I think you hold impeccable space. And I think I'm guessing part of that (laughs) is that you do take energy hygiene pretty seriously. And I feel like this is a good discussion for anyone. I think with opening your intuition also comes the conversation of like, let's take care of our energy a little bit. Would you mind telling people in your words what energy hygiene even is? Energy hygiene for me is protection and self-care. It's so much about putting on your, we talk about this all the time, right? Like putting on our oxygen mask first before we help someone else. So energy hygiene has this beautiful way of, hey, I'm actually taking care of me. I'm being a steward of myself, of my space, of this work, and then also taking care of you, as well. So there's all these layers of care in energy hygiene. I know it can sound like so boring and unsexy, right? Or like hygiene. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna have this. (laughs) It's really beautiful. And it's such a responsibility in, in doing this work. For me, I can be a serious Capricorn at times, right? So for me, there's a lot of responsibility in being a steward of myself, my space, and then as someone who holds space for others, also that container. So energy hygiene, I want you to really think of it as like, it's the self-care, it's the protection, it's the boundaries, it's everything you're doing to really care for and and steward energetic and intuitive work. Mm, mm. Such good Capricorn words while you're talking. I'm like, yes, steward, key word for Capricorn energy. And 
I like the reframe of energy hygiene. This is a really intentional self-care over your energy. And I think that especially like, again, to me, the more you open up all these parts of you, your you know, intuitive knowing, understanding like how to work with energy, I feel like you do become more and more, not more and more sensitive because you're probably always feeling it, but you become more aware of the shifts in our energy, right? And how we feel around certain people or after doing certain activities or after eating certain food. So I guess, is there any energy hygiene practices or tips or tricks that you like absolutely love or, you know, do in between readings or recommend to people just for something to do that's like a very simple kind of almost like daily practice? I mean, the number one thing I would say is what I call grounding and running your energy, which means you're dropping a grounding cord. So if, if you wanted to sit and close your eyes right now and just imagine like from that root chakra space, so from the tailbone, there's just a cord of light or a rainbow or a waterfall of energy, a rope, whatever feels good for you from that space that drops deep, deep down all the way through all the layers of the earth. And I always like to kind of see the layers as I go down and even drop it through what we call these like primordial waters, these waters of creation in the earth, because we know that there's water within the earth. We go through layers of earth that have never been touched by human hands. So this like pure, they call it terra firma, this pure earth energy until your cord, your grounding cord comes into contact with that crystalline core of the earth. And then from there, I always like to remind people to think of the word or say the word connect out loud so they can actually feel this energetic thing sink in. And then you actually get to invoke and invite what kind of support you'd like from the earth and think about the, and we're kind of, we're going there. Think about the archetype of mother earth. Do you need love? Mm -hmm. Do you need grace? Do you need nourishment? Do you need holding and inviting that specific energy to come up and meet you? So it's like doing a grounding practice, but really making it your own. So that was one of the really big things I would invite you to do in we did it pretty quickly here, but you could do it even faster. It could be as quick as I'm dropping my grounding cord in. I invite up the support, the nourishment, the holding energy of Mother Earth. Ah, oh, I'm connected. It's here. It's arrived. Oh, okay. I get to go about the rest of my day. Mm. And then from there, if you want to take it a step further, I also call in what, what I'll call divine light energy from above. And you can use whatever cosmology here feels really good for you. So you can invite in the light of the universe, the light of spirit, light of God, light of angels, light of your higher self to also come down and enter through the top of your head. And so that way you're kind of pulling yourself into this column of magic with earth energy coming up from below. And then with that divine light energy of your choosing coming from above. And that is like, I do that in between sessions. I do that at the start of my day. I do that falling asleep at night. That is like, if there's one thing you do, super easy. And you just plug it in wherever you'd like during your day. I just need to have you on. Just listening to you. I'm like, again, all things I've obviously like heard before. So some people for the first time, I'm like, whoa. But the way you talk about it, just the energy you bring, I'm like, I feel so grounded and clear. Thank you for walking us through that. So this one kind of makes me think of one of the reasons I wanted to have you on now or what kind of dropped in 
maybe it was your guides or my guides kind of nudging me before we spoke. It was like, oh, wow, like, um, I definitely wanted to have you on, like, kind of Sag or Capricorn season energy of, like, getting grounded for that, you know, what are we doing? What are we building in the world? But then I really was thinking, I was like, oh, the holiday season. It's just a time of year, no matter how much you just try to not jump into the chaos, it just somehow, it just takes you, right? It's at the time of year, it's swirling. This year, we're going to have Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde. We're just like coming off of these eclipses. So I'm telling everyone, I'm like, oh, this is really a year to really ground down and protect your energy through the holidays, even more so than normal. So I was wondering, I know, again, you do such great work around energy, healing, protection, but you also do a lot of great work with boundaries. And I I saw you did a great post the other day on your Instagram. It was like breaking down different ways to practice boundaries. Would you mind walking the cosmic baddies through, yeah, maybe some things that you feel like maybe a good tools to kind of protect. And obviously that practice you just gave us is an amazing one to kind of protect ground your energy or again, just like practice those difficult boundaries, especially for our um, recovering people pleasers in the house. Yeah. Well, one thing I really want to recommend is before you're going into any space where you feel as if like, okay, I know my boundaries might be challenged here, or I might get a little uncomfortable here, or I know my uncle blah, blah, blah always says this to me and it, it drives me nuts, right? We, yeah, we all have oh, those. <laughs> we all, so we all got one of those. Okay, just checking. We all have someone, right? I really love the practice of after you do your grounding practice or that running your energy practice we just did, really creating a bubble around you of protection. And you can really amp up your bubble of protection. Like I want you to think of it like just really like you're putting yourself in a balloon but this is really sturdy. And you can do some things to like amp up those boundaries. You can plug in a color of light that's going to be really feel really protective to you. You can splatter words all over it. Like do not enter, do not disturb, like only my high, only things that are in my highest good can get in here, right? Like make it fun. (laughs) You can even put symbols you really love or that are really deeply meaningful Mm -hmm. to you outside of that bubble as well. So I'm really big on cultivating a space and container for your boundaries to be upheld energetically first. So definitely, definitely do that. I would say if you know you're going into a situation or a place where, hey, I feel like someone could say something and I don't I don't really want to hear it. And then if it does happen, if uncle, whatever his name is, goes off and you're like, oh, I can't listen to this. Don't be afraid to get up, excuse yourself, go into the bathroom, into a closet, into a quiet space, an empty room in the house outside and do a wipe off practice. I'm going to bump my mic as I do this. So I literally will just start to wipe my body off of whatever energy was just, you know, kind of put on us without our, our consent or permission. Right. So. I'll think like, oh, I'm really wiping this off and I'll wipe, like really seriously wipe my body. And that's such a great energy practice as well. At the end of any event, one of my favorite kind of like energy hygiene boundaries practices too. And I know we're kind of now kind of talking about both, but I also really advocate for taking a shower with salt scrub if possible to 
wipe away the experience. I'm a recovering people pleaser, and I've really had to learn to uphold my personal boundaries. And for me, the biggest piece of advice I can give, it's it's not being afraid to excuse yourself or say, I'm so sorry, but I actually don't want to talk about that right now. And you don't even have to say sorry, right? Like, I don't want to have this discussion or conversation at this moment. That's actually not a topic I'm willing to speak about in this situation or circumstance. And if someone continues to pry, to pester, I do remove myself. I get up and go into the other room. Usually I feel like people will stop after you ask them nicely. But if you need to really employ some of those stricter boundaries, that's something I definitely recommend. It's so powerful just to be able to know that you can do that. And I think that Again, I love your the Cancer Capricorn axis in you of being like the Cancer in you obviously is the water and the Capricorn is really like the container for the water. So you're like, okay, I think you're a perfect person to speak on this, especially with like a holiday and family dynamics, because it is so easy when you care or that you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's so easy to be like, of course, I'll just let this thing happen while I feel like my energy, my life force just drain out of me. But it's so empowering to remember that you can walk away, you can politely end something, or you could just be like, okay, I'm just done. And again, when it comes to protecting your energy, that is so much of what we're in right now and like this micro astrology, but even over the next, like, I can't describe it, like 10, 20 years, everything is just going to be like our energy, our frequency as like our major form of currency. So I feel like a lot of these practices that we're starting to talk about more, they are going to be so crucial to how we move through life. And I actually saw that your North Node is in Aquarius with your Venus there. Yes, it is. Yeah. So a lot of this like Aquarian energy we're in is really like reminders of, you know, thinking really visionary and going out to the future, being really community oriented but Aquarius is like those, it's like that airline, that frequency. And it's something about like remembering that that is something that we can't fake or buy and we can't like, I think it's just going to be our, I keep saying like our energy is going to be our currency as we like move forward in this next chapter and how we keep our mind and heart and energy field clear is going to mean such like a barometer for our success So I love that you're really living out your personal like North Node and teaching people this through your ninth house, which connects people to belief systems and spirituality and astrology and philosophy and just expansion. So I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was very cool, very on point with what you were sharing. Oh, thank you. And I saw that you actually just launched a podcast. You didn't have it in your bio, but what's what's going on over there? I think I sent my bio in, like I got excited. And then I was like, oh my God, I didn't put any of my links or <laughs> We'll put them all in the show notes. But I was like, oh, North Node Aquarius, putting something out over the airwaves. Tell us about it. So I have the Powerful Practitioner podcast, which really is talking about energetic and intuitive work from the practitioner perspective. So really utilizing this work. And by practitioner, I just mean you can be a tarot reader, You can be an astrologer, you can be a coach, or you can be simply what I call like an at-home alchemist, like you're just doing this stuff at home for yourself. But it's really diving deeper in and learning about these tools. And we do, I've done episodes on, we've gone deeper into the clairsenses, we've talked about spirit guides, 
tons of stuff on intuition. I share my, do a deep dive on my whole story about like how I really knew I was Mm. psychic because I think there's a point where it really hits us like, oh my gosh, I know some stuff that I shouldn't know about. So yeah, the Powerful Practitioner podcast really all about the use of this work. And we talk about boundaries there and all sorts of different stuff. Oh, okay. Everyone needs to go like and subscribe because again, if this conversation is any indication, just be some really great grounded practical tools there. And I thank you for doing that work, especially as this space, as we luckily are stepping into more of a knowledge that yeah, like we have clear senses and maybe that will be even taught in school one day. And we have all this access right to other parts of us that we didn't know about. I think we also need people like yourself who are showing the way, who are teaching how to do right practices in right relation, having integrity, having like certain, you know, ethos or systems or just things in place. Because um, I think that's kind of like when any time we get access to something, it kind of can go in like a free for all. And then we need the people like you, like the wise way show or if you're Capricorn energy to be like, hey, here are some tools I recommend. Here are some things that are going to help you do this in the service to highest good of not only yourself, but to everyone involved. So everyone definitely go check that out. And then is there anything, Paige, that we didn't get to today or anything that's like on your heart or something that you want to share that's kind of come up during this conversation? No, I feel like we talked about so much. Everything, I feel like we kind of covered it, like how <laughs> how to use your intuition. Okay, here's some protection and boundaries practices, especially if you're really feeling your intuition and you're really feeling the world and mm. everything around you. I think especially right now and going into the holidays. So I feel like this episode, you could kind of package it up in a nice, with a nice bow on top. Be like, hey, here, here's more things you can know about yourself. And then how to really, I don't know if container handle those things is the right word, but how to Mm -hmm. really construct a beautiful sacred space for those things within you. That's it. That's what I want to say. Beautiful. I love that. Package it up with a bow. Send this episode. If you're listening to it already, send it to someone you know who who might need it, who's an energetically sensitive being. They're going to be like, thank you. So Paige, I'm also laughing because I don't know if you can see my video. I can't see yours, but I'm in this like old hotel room in New York City. And every time you were talking about energy, can you see my video? Yeah, the lights would turn on. The lights have been flickering. (laughs) Every time you would talk about energy when you just took over for a while, it would be like lights on. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's just like the lights are going on and off. And I'm in a hotel room, like, which is like, like usually the lights just stay on. So I just had to shout out to, you know, your guides, your energy is moving. I already like did clear and bless and like anchor the space I was doing a hotel room. So I feel like that was just really a lot of your power coming through. And I, I was cracking up I'm like, okay, Paige, go off while you talk. I'm just the lights, the electricity cannot even handle it. But thank you so much for coming on. Um, Obviously, everyone has to go subscribe to your podcast. But how else can people find you? And, you know, how can people work with you if they want to go deeper? Yeah, so you can connect with me on Instagram or TikTok. I have the same handle, same name. It's at it's Paige Kane. So I-T-S-P-A-I-G-E-K-A-N-E. And those are two of like my favorite spaces. I honestly love TikTok. I watch Maddie's stuff so all the time. Yeah, we, you are so fun. I feel like we were the first, I remember like going on TikTok and being like, am I, what am I doing here? And then seeing you and I'm like, okay, cool. We're doing this together. 
And it's like you slowly, you're like, well, I could do that like simple dance. Like, okay, like I'll try it. You just get braver and braver. Like I'm just going to do more ridiculous stuff on the internet, but it's great. It's so fun. I'm so happy to hear you say that because again, to me, you're always someone who's like, yes, very, very grounded. You put a lot of integrity to thing you do. And TikTok is kind of a space where like, you have to kind of embrace a little bit of your silliness too. And like just kind of showing up messy, I feel like is very like part of TikTok. And so when I went on, I was like, oh, I'm, also, I'm not a big editor. I'm not going to do these like crazy fancy TikToks. And I remember seeing you there and be like, okay, we're just having fun. Me and my like shamanic friend, we're just going to be making these TikToks. But they're so fun. And I love connecting. You share like amazing wisdom on there. So everyone definitely go follow Paige. But also if you've been on the fence about like getting involved in TikTok, I just say go for it. I think it's so much fun over there. Yeah, you you make great, great content on there. And then are you open, are your books open or how does that work if someone wanted to work with you one-on-one? Yeah, I have lots of new offerings that are slowly trickling out over the next few months. The best way on the Feed Your Intuition website, so feedyourintuition.com is, and I'm sure Maddie will plug it into the show notes for everyone, is the best way to find out if I'm taking energy healing clients or readings. And then my certification program, which I will shamelessly plug as well, which really teaches and dives deeper into intuitive work and energy tools for yourself. And also if you really want to hold space for clients, will be coming back in the new year. So there'll be information on that on the same site as well, feedyourintuition.com. Gorgeous. We love it. All right, everyone, go check out Paige, consume everything she's creating. It's definitely going to help ground you and keep you clear. So Paige, thank you so much for coming on today. This was so fun. And I feel like I'll nourish from talking to you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.